0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com. Okay, Ebracham Avay, and welcome everyone. We continue in Daf shavuah, Masechtik Subayis Daf Ayin Zayin, Amud Aleph. We begin the two lines from the bottom on Ayin Vavu Med Beis. The The Mishnah on Ayin Heyu Aleph the Mishnah discuss a woman who had mumen, either bevei savio or after Nasuin. The Chachamim say the only time mumen, a husband could claim that it's a tos is only mumen sheveseser. But mumen shebegoloi, where he knew about it, he can't make any claims. It says the Gemara, Amrav Nachman, v'nichbe, epilepsy, kemumen sheveseser dami, is like a hidden mum. Why? Because since her epileptic seizures are, are uh, at certain intervals and they come at specific times, so she could schedule not to go out with him at that, those times. Let's say she knows every Monday at 8 p.m. she has this epileptic seizure. So they'll go to the Brooklyn Mar- Marriott Sunday and Tuesday. So she could just schedule it. She, she said, what, what is it? She said, I don't know, they don't have good Diet Coke Monday night. And But v'hani mili that's only if it's a set time, A if the times are not set, k'mum in it's like an open mum, because it's inevitable he's bound to experience and see her seizure. Okay, says the Mishnah, when does a mum disturb a marriage? That's if it's her mum, because as we saw, a man cares about the appearance of his wife. But A man who a mum developed, In we do not force him to divorce his wife, because women are not as particular about the way their husbands look, the way men are about how their wives look. When is it not an issue for a man to have a mum if it's a small mum? of A mum, a big mum, we do force them to get divorced. The Tanakama, the Chachamim seem to say, even a big mum, we don't force them to get divorced. So we have a Machlikus about the Gersa in the Mishnah. It says, Shenoldu. Our Gersa says, Rav Yehuda Taninoldu. Rav Yehuda says, the mum developed. If the mum was there from the beginning, certainly ain't koifin ain't l'hoitzi. Chia Barav Taninoyu. Chia Barav learnt. If it was there from the beginning we don't force. But if it developed later maybe we would force them to get the divorced. Manda <laughs> noldu. the Manda Amru says Noldu <laughs> hayu. Certainly if they always were. If you don't have to divorce if we you, if you don't force them to get divorced when it developed later, certainly if it was there before and she was okay with it. The Kasavra, the Kibla. She knew about it and she accepted it. Manda Amar hayu, the Manda Amar who learns that we're talking about where the Mumen were, but maybe if it developed, it would disturb the marriage. <clears throat> so Rabbi Yehuda taught noldu. chiyabarav taught hayu. Tanana, Amar Rabbi Shemgamliah, that me'advar mamurim. says, when does when is a mum not interfere with a marriage? Now, let's analyze that. Because there are two ways of reading the Mishnah. One way of reading the Mishnah is the Mishnah is talking about they were always there. But taka, if they came later, it would ruin the marriage. And one Manda Amr says, it's talking about if it was there... Later, it doesn't disturb the marriage. And certainly if it was there before. So, Bishlomu Laman Damar Noldu. according to the that it developed later. That the Mishra is talking about, if it developed later, it doesn't disturb the marriage. Certainly if it was there before. But if it developed later, you could say, it all depends whether it's a big mom or a small mom. That's the difference between big and small. But according to the man da'amar, that it doesn't disturb the marriage because it was there before, then what terms does it make if it was big or small? The logic is she knows about it and she accepts it. If it's small, she, ex- she knew about it and accepted it. Or likewise, if it's big... Why aren't we Michalik if it's the Galoy or Why are we Michalik? Apparently, it doesn't matter. She doesn't care about um, Galoy or Sesar. She doesn't care about aesthetics, but if it's big, she's not happy with it. But if it's she knew about it, so then even if it's big, she, she came to terms with it. it says Gemara. It says, Gemara, The difference between big and small would be, uh, by a big mum, she could say, I thought I could handle it, and it turns out I'm not able to handle it. The following are big mumin. Again, Rav Shem Gamliel says that mumin gedolim is a problem. Tanakama says even mumin gedolim is not a is not going to disturb the marriage. What are big mumin? Perish, Rav Gamliel. his eye was blinded. Nikta his hand was cut off. his foot was smashed. His foot was so smashed even Doctor Phil couldn't. There's nothing to do. It was mamish nishvura lagamri. Itmar, Rabbi Abba Bar Yakov Amar Rabbi Yechanan halacha roshin gamliel. Rabbi Abba Yakov, same name Rabbi Yechanan halacha is like roshin gamliel that it, it it depends whether it's a big mum or a small mum. Rava Amar of Nachman halacha Rava same name of It doesn't matter if it's big or small. Even if it's big, they don't have to get divorced. So Rabbi Yechanan is reputed to have said. As Rabbi Rabbi Yaakov said in his name, the halacha is like Rav Shem Gamliel. Umiyama Rabbi Yochanan hachi, the Rabbi Yochanan said the halacha is like Rav Shim Gamliel, but there's a, a teaching that Rabbi Yochanan said the halacha is always like Rav Shem Gamliel. Fa'amar Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan, b'chom makam shishan, Rav Shem Gamliel, Mishnah, Sina, Lach, Kamo Whenever Rav Shem Gamliel is taught in the Mishnah, the halacha is like him. Chutz may arev, except for a coast, the case of a cosigner, Arev in, in Get Pashat. Tzidon in Gitin. About a get given in Tzidain And Raya Achroina. If evidence comes in after a decision was made. So Rabbi Yochanan always holds halachas like Rav Shem Gamliel. Why would Rabbi Yochanan have to say over here, the halachas like Rav Shem Gamliel? Says Gemara... It's a amaraim according to Rabbi Yechanan. meaning, Rab Abba Bar Yaakov holds that Rabbi Yechanan held that the halacha is not always like Rav Shem Gamliel. That's why he had to say over here that the halacha is like Rav Shem Gamliel. Rabbi Nachman said, halacha, I'm sorry, but Rabbi Archanah held that Rabbi Yechanan holds that the halacha is always like Rav Shem Gamliel. Fine," says the Mishnah. The following we force to get divorced, even though we just said that uh, we don't force a wife and a husband to get divorced just because he has mumin. The following we force to get divorced: muka Shechen, someone who has boils; ubal falifas, someone who's about falifas. We'll see what that means. one who gathers dogmenor someone who refines copper of Tanner I was once uh, I was in Fez we went to the famous tannery in Fez. The smell was painful okay I don't know if you've have you ever been to a tannery? Have you ever experienced painful smell? It's uncomfortable mamish uncomfortable smell yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's what? It actually hurts your nose. Yeah, it hurt. It's, it's a a very famous place. It's a beautiful place, and it's the smell is terrible. So somebody, can imagine somebody he deals with that every day. Bain shahayu ad Whether the person had this profession before they got married, Ubain mishanisu, or after they got married, noldu. V'yakulan a mayor. And about all of these cases, Ramea would say, even though she stipulated, I want to marry this guy even though he smells to the high heavens. (laughs) She's able to say, I thought I could hack it. I thought I could tolerate it. I can't. The chachamim say, well, if she specifically stipulated that she'll accept a guy despite his smelly profession, She has to tolerate against her will. Except for someone who has boils, because because it causes his flesh to melt. How do they translate it? Fall apart. What's the root of the word "memaktai"? Mem. Uh huh. But isn't it shared in with Mishnah because it almost like she's making a matter, and she doesn't. I mean, it's a matter that she doesn't know what what the. It is a matter that she doesn't realize what the outcome, what it is, what the true. Look. We're in the Chachamim. It's not, It's. I mean, it's not a nether, right? A nether, she's not offering something. Otherwise, it's like nidrei mitzvah. She says, I'm marrying you, Ankin, and uh, despite your smell. See, you want to know, is it like a Pesach for the nether? If you would have really realized how bad he smells, you never would have done. Or is it just... Toysus asks, (laughs) every woman in the world, if she wants to pull a trick, she could pull the following shenanigan. She could marry one of these smelly guys, and then say after a day, I I thought I could deodorize, I thought I could spray you with Lysol every day, but it's not working, so just like the ksuba and have a good day. So Tysus says, you know, where there's such a concern she won't get a ksuba. I'm not sure if taka people are going to be lining up to marry these smelly people. But, you know. Why do you say it's only exhaust You know, what if the guy turns around and says, fine, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to start selling car insurance? You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how. If this is really going to catch on, it's going to be like, you know, the most popular guys in the world are the smelly guys because everyone's going to want to marry them for a day. But remember we had said earlier that a woman that prefers to be with a man than to be alone. Yeah, but... they willing to go and, you know, quote-unquote, try it out. You know, I mean, it's better to be smelly than being alone. <laughs> You know, there's a difference between an embarrassing mum and a smell. you know? So in other words, she'll forget. Okay. And the end of that Gemara is that she is only doing it so that she could be mezana with other people and blame it on the lousy husband. So, um... Okay, Maisa B'tzidain. There's a story in Zidain, B'Bor Siachat. There was a tanner, Shemais, he died, he had a brother who was a tanner. Amru The sages said, So the guy was a borsi, and he died, and the brother was a borsi. She could say, I don't want to be meabim him. Say, what do you mean? What's wrong with his profession? You stuck it out with the husband for 20 years. She said, yeah, but he, uh, you know, I liked him, I don't like, I don't like the brother. A smell from the nose. Is there such a medical condition where someone's nose smells? Eminent doctors, is there a medical condition that you're aware of that someone's nose smells? Toes I know, I'm asking at the nose, right? We learned in Abrisa, a mouth odor. Ravasi masni ibcha. Ravasi learnt the other way. That Shmuel says it's a mouth odor. Umanach Basim gave the following simon. Shmuel loi pasak pume mikula perken. Shmuel did not cease speaking about the whole parak. Every Mishnah in this parak has comments of Shmuel. But that expression, Shmuel spoke about the whole Mishnah, makes a connection between Shmuel and the mouth. So that's a way to remember that. Shmuel is the one who says bal is a mouth odor. The hamekamets, my hamekamets. frankly polyps, which is you know polyps in the nose where fluid could retain there and it could probably cause a smell or uh, some sort of fungal infection, something like that. You mm-hmm. you muted so palate. Poly- uh huh. What? Fungal infection and the fungus smells bad. Mhm. that's why people's toes smell but this fungus there. So the fungus is smelling bad. So this guy has just some fungal infection around the nose, mm-hmm. and that's that's where it's emanating from. Okay. Good. Vahamikamets, my mikamets. I'm Rav Yehuda. Someone who gathers dog manure. I may say we learned in a Brysa Mekamets We learned in a Brysa as a tanner. So we're asking on Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says Mekamets is someone who gathers dog manure, but we learned in a b'risa, it's a tanner. Yeah, and according to you, the Tamech Tikshilach but according to you, you could ask on the Mishnah. The Mishnah is Shver, it can't be a tanner either because the Mishnah says Mekamets Metzarev so obviously mekamets is not a tanner. So the Gemara says no. Bisham masnieson like Kasha, it's not a question from the Mishnah. Kam gada, Kamba b'borsi katan. Borsi is a big tanner, a tanner with a lot of hides, and mekamets has a few hides. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's not a tanner. It's someone who gathers dog manure. Says Gemara, Tanoy heitzmachlik is tanoim. The Tani we learned in Brisa, mekamets zaborsi. Makamits is a bursi. And some say it's someone who gathers dog manure. So when Rahuda says it's someone who gathers dog manure, that is definitely supported by a Tana Idic source. What exactly is a mitzarefna khoshes? My Rav Ashi amar chashli dudi. One who bangs copper and makes pots. Rav HaBavachon Amr Zeh HaMechatech Nechoshes Meikar One who digs out copper from the earth. Tanya Kvasit Raba HaBachon HaEezo Metzarif Zeh HaMechasech Nechoshes Meikar One who digs copper from the earth. Amr Rav HaOymer Ini Zan Vein Mefarni Tzio Tzivitin A guy who says, I'm not going to support her. I'm not going to feed her. I'm not going to support her. He has to divorce her and give her a ksuba. A husband who says I'm not feeding my wife, we make them get divorced. Also, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar went. Amra he said the Gemara before before shmoel Again, Rav says so. A husband who says I'm not supporting my wife, we force him to give ksuba. So, Rabbi Lazar, Lazar went. He said, "Rab's teaching before Shmuel." Shmuel said, "Achsuah, sorry, Alazar. Why don't we force feed barley to Alazar?" Meaning, what you're saying is without reason. So we should feed you animal fodder. Because why would we force him to divorce her? We should force him to feed her. Instead of forcing him to divorce, we should force him to feed. So what does Rav hold? Rav holds, what? Well, we're going to force them to stay together and force him to feed her. That's going to be a marriage? A husband who says to his wife, I don't want to feed you, she's not going to be able to live with him even if we force him to feed her. You can't, a person can't live with a snake in the same basket. Kisalik Rabzeira when Rabzeira went up to Eretz Yisrael we just had Rabzeira in our Monday Shir. the Emre Yames says Zera is Rashi Teves. yeah Ema, Yura Rasas Zaya it's a good one I forgot that one I gave that Shir first time 10 years ago and I was looking for a Shir today and I said you know what I'm in the mood of that one but I forgot Rabzeira is Rashi Teves. Ema, Yera rasas and Zaya and Rav is was very serious. Rav the Gemara Nidas, has never laughed. He never laughed. He went up from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. bar <trugged> He found Rav Ben was saying the din of Rav. That if a husband doesn't want to divorce his wife, we force him to get divorced. <trugged> that he was saying in the name of Rabbi Yochan, that which Rav said, the same din. Amar told him, al Back in Babylon, this teaching did not go over well. They, they wanted to feed barley to Allah because of this teaching. Okay. Amar Rav Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said, Amar Rav, Asi, Ein ma'asen ela lepsulais. We only forced to get divorce. Women who are disqualified, if they're aser medaraisa, that's what Rav Asi said. Amr Rav Huda, Amar Rav We're only forced to get divorced so if there's psulam. the when I said this in front of when he said it in front of Shmuel. Amar Shmuel explained, Kagain aman lekayin a widow to kayin gadol, grush vachlusu but if you marry a woman, and you stay with her for 10 years, so that's not a psul dairaisa, even though there's a chiv pruravu, but you don't have to divorce your wife. If someone's married for 10 years and doesn't give birth, in kaifin so we don't force them to get divorced. For Avtachalifa Avimi, I'm Rashmal. If he lo even if he got married and he waited with her for ten years, v'lo yaldan, she didn't give birth. Kafin aisei, we forced him to get divorced. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah, elusha kafin aisei The following, we forced to get divorced, mukashchin u'bal palifas. So bishlam, according to Rav Asi, who says that the only, we only are ma'asin, psulais, who are midairaisa. I understand why the Mishnah did not list psulais midairaisa, because it's Pashid we force psulais daraisa to get divorced. The chidus of the Mishnah is even these cases of mumin they have to get divorced midrabanan. Bishlam Ravasi, drabanan katani, dairaisa Bishlam midrabanans, it was taught, so it was not taught. The Mishnah is teaching durabanans And it's not teaching sulam Daraisa. El Rav that we do force to get divorce, a Dirabanan of married for ten years without children, listening to Esar Shanim. Our Mishnah that listed the Mumen that you have to get divorced, it should have also said if a couple can't have children for 10 years. Listi, it should teach Nasa Isha if you married a woman, Beshayma Eshashan, Shandman, you stayed together for 10 years. Bilayada, it kaifin Says, Rav Nachman, like Kasha. Rav Nachman says it's not difficult. Habemili, habeshuti. The Mishnah is talking about forcing to get divorced with a whip. We hit them till they get divorced. But if you're married for ten years, we don't whip you to get divorced, we just speak to you harshly and convince you to get divorced. To which the Gemara asks, you, you think you could force someone to do anything with harsh speech? Harsh speech is worthless. Nobody's going to do anything because of harsh speech. <speaking in Hebrew> With words, a slave will not be reprimanded. What are you saying that when it comes to being married for 10 years, the way we force is with words? Words, um, sticks and stones will break my bones, or words will never harm me. Words have no effect. Al-Amr of Abba, Abba said, Hava Hava Shuti. Both scenarios we force with uh, whips. However, the difference is hasam in the Mishnah ki amra Havina, baday If she says, "You know, I want to stay with him, I don't mind the moment shavkinala," we allow her. Hacha, but if they're married for ten years and they can't have children, afagavda amra haviin. Even if she says, "Okay, I'm good with it," um, bahade with him shavkinala, We don't allow it. Okay, Sham tomorrow we will uh try to finish the parak and uh, have a great night everyone thank you very much kaltav good night good night you've just experienced another torah class brought to you by torahanytime.com